Damo, you big sweet tooth. Yes, MP, you chocoholic. So naughty but nice. We're a hit at the Wellness Summit and I want more. Well, how does 20 recipes in their free ebook Heavenly Healthy Desserts sound, MP? Jeepers, Damo, I'm loving that. Or you can hop on down to their brand new cafe, Selection Cafe in South Melbourne and receive 10% off your favourite healthy desserts. Woohoo! To do so, go to sonaughtybutnice.com forward slash couch and fill in your details to receive your free ebook and discount voucher. That's www.sonaughtybutnice.com forward slash couch. So Naughty But Nice, delicious nutrition. Thewellnesscouch.com streaming wellness into your lives. This is Up For A Chat with Cindy O'Mara, Karen Smith, and Kim Morrison. Here we are, Up For A Chat about the hottest topics that are important to you, inspiring you to awaken the change within. I'm Karen Smith. I'm Kim Morrison. And I'm Cindy O'Mara. And we are so on the run today. (laughs) Let me just put it out there, tell everybody that we're coming to you as live as life gets. I have my hair on fire preparing for a first, my very first major live online event tonight. And I am just beside myself with web cameras, microphones, interfaces, WTF, I don't even know what any of it means. I'm in the car right now running from JB Hi-Fi to Dick Smith to Officeworks, then back to Dick Smith and, oh, somebody save me or somebody stop me. All right. I'm intrigued. Tell me what you're doing. So, yeah, let me know. What are you doing? Well, it's tonight is my first live online event where I've got like 100 people dialing in to ask me questions about their business, their mindset, their success, their journey, and I'm just trying to put it all together in a really awesome way so that everybody gets maximum value for their time. Okay, um, Kez, I've got Kez, one of my events coming you. up, Monetize Your Message, Kez, and Kez. I've got so many people who, yeah. Kez, yeah. sorry, darling, yeah, we just lost you. We lost you. You need to explain oh. that again. Sorry, darling. Oh, fruit loops. Okay, well... So, um, have you have you got me? Yeah, yeah. Go for it again. We just don't want to miss it. It sounded yeah. amazing. Oh, my oh, it's it's live and it's online and it's my first. Oh, you lost me again. No, keep going. It's my first live online event tonight with like a hundred people all dialing in to get their questions answered about their business, their success journey what they want to achieve, their profile, how to really make a massive impact. And I really want it to be exceptional. So I'm from Officeworks to JB Hi-Fi to, D- to Dick Smith, back to J-Car, back to Officeworks, back to my office to trial and test and then back out again. And wow. it's just, it's, I've got my hair on fire, but I'm so excited. Oh, it's going to be huge. You're and amazing. I really want it, I want it to be really awesome because it's you know and it's free but I want it to be like really exceptional because I've got my one day live event monetize your message coming up and there are so many amazing people who have done exceptional studies and courses and they really just want to make the world a better place and I want to help them do that so I'm just I'm really excited because I feel like I'm coming from a completely different place with what I'm doing and it's it's exciting you know but I've got my heart at stake today (laughs) Because you are such a trailblazer. You are such an amazing... I feel so privileged that we get to know you so up close and personal. But if people could just know the amount of effort and everything that you put into every single course that you offer, it's it's mind-breaking. It's mind-blowing. It's completely... It's world-breaking. I just just want to congratulate you. You're such an inspiration to us all. But not only that... But not only that, Karen um, and Kim, she's very creative. Like mm-hmm. I just look at the things that you come up with and figure out and, and do and I think, how, how does she come up with all of this stuff? What, what does she do? Lay <laughs> awake at night and just go tick, 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 tick. Oh, Karen, how do you come up with this? How do you, because you do, you started with Speakers Fast Track because that's, well, I met you when you were talking about, you know, the Bali bombings and mm. and how you, it had changed your life and, and how you'd broken out of depression. So that's when I met you. And then from there I've seen you do Speakers Fast Track, which I've done, 
the Mindset yep. Mastery, Eat With Ease, and I've done Mindset yep. Mastery as well, Eat With Ease, yep. um, and I don't know, you just, you seem to reinvent all the time, even though everybody still wants to do Speakers Fast Track, you're reinventing yourself and what you're doing and your business, and I think that that's a really good um, model in that you you you're not going, you know, if it's not working, you go and reinvent something else. And if that's not working, then you go again. And a lot of people, they just keep on the same thing. That, that And for some, it's good because doing the same thing, um, they're getting the result they want and they're happy to stay there. But there's that yeah. creativity. What do you do? When does that little spark come? <laughs> well, it's interesting that you should say that, but I think that all three of us are very much the same like that. I mean, I get just as inspired by you, Cindy, every time I hear you speak about something completely off the chain. And same for you, Kimmy. It's like, and I think that very much I bounce off you guys. And I know that you probably don't realize that, but when I see you guys constantly remaining so incredibly relevant with what you talk about it inspires me to make sure that I do the same thing and I I get my sparks of creativity when I'm just about to fall asleep oh my gosh <laughs> yeah that's when my brain is gone <laughs> oh, well it's so funny because I do this little you know when I go to sleep I recap my day and I make sure that I get myself into a state of really exaggerated gratitude every night, like over-the-top gratitude so that it's sort of oozing out of every cell. And then I go to sleep, and it's just as I'm about to go to sleep, I'll start to get these exceptional ideas when I have no notepads, I can't write anything down. Of course I'm going to forget it by the morning, and that's when it comes. So, Oh, my God, it's so, it's so good you say that because I go out for my runs, and, you know, the other day when I saw you on my run, Kaz, just after I yeah. saw you, you must just give me that little injection. But after I left you, and there's only one kilometre between my house and my door and your door, and between there I came up with the title of my next book, I came up with how I'm going to write it and Ooh. a series of each one of it in between there. So it was like... It's true. It's those moments that you don't expect them to come, isn't it? That's the inspiration. And I know for many people it's getting to nature or walking a beach or being in the country or, um, you know, meditating. But I love that you, you, you – I do think, though, that you're a master at it. You're, you, are, you are incredibly gifted at, at um, oh, wow. taking it to another level. And, and Cindy was saying before, you're someone who, who doesn't know, you know, if it's not working, you don't do it or, or you recreate it. But then what I've noticed, even when you do it well, you're always looking for ways to take it to another level. It's, it's, so it's kind of like you never rest on your laurels. And I think that's a, something that I really admire perhaps in mums, in entrepreneurs, in business people. It's that constant elevation of delivery and learn, learning and and development isn't it yeah well I think you know for me I I get bored so I think I like <laughs> to expand on what I'm doing because if I'm doing the same thing over and over again then for me it's not exciting mm. and I think that there's always the opportunity to take whatever I've done to another level of um just, yeah, just another level of information or another level of content. And I think that that keeps the person in their business quite relevant, but it also keeps the business exciting. Like it keeps what I do exciting. Kaz, are I you think. walking? I, for, for me anyway. <laughs> are, you, are you out of your car now and walking? <laughs> I can hear you. Oh, That's yeah. Incredible. Can you hear me? Yeah, but I love it. I love how we're doing this on, on, the, on oh. the ride. I love it. I love it. I'm going to be... Oh, it's it's so live. I tell you, it doesn't get any more live than this. <laughs> so what would be, just on that note then, because I think this is a really interesting conversation, if, what would be your... Um, are you girls? Hey. What would be your piece of advice to to people that are sitting there that may be stuck in a rut? Like what's your call to action? What's the way that you could recommend ways and for people to become more energised or inspirationalised? Is that a word? Um, or how they can get their, their mojo back? Oh, 
I think if a person thinks about what they um, what they love, as long as we stay connected to what it is we love and the things that we feel that we um, can make an impact with or that we can make a difference with. You know, you look at Cindy and you even look at yourself, Kimmy. You know, what you love is self-care. And the way that you deliver that out to people and what Cindy does is she loves her nutrition, but the way that she delivers that to people, I mean, it's something different every week. It's either a different oil or a fragrance or a new book. Or for Cindy, it's a new, you know, it's a new line of thinking. It's, you know, around her anthropology or it's what we've inherited and how we adapt. I mean, no two conversations are ever the same. And I think that um, when we discover something really profound for ourselves, get it out there because I, I really believe that our lives are on behalf of mankind as opposed to just being for ourselves. And I think whatever we get, whatever we discover, share it, get it out there, get it out in a blog or an email or, a, or a, you know, just share it with people. Mm. Cindy, what do you do? What do you and do to keep it's, yourself It's informed? funny because once you do that, life just seems to throw you the next stepping stone or it seems to point you in the next direction. Yeah. What's that? Oh, I just was thinking. I love what you're saying, and I was just thinking. Then, how does Cindy stay? How does Cindy stay so relevant? Cindy, what do you do? I was just asking her what she does to stay inspired. Um, yeah, I think it, it, it's almost as if one thing always leads to another. Yeah, and if we just if we just get into action with what we know, or if we just like share a little bit of something, it's almost like this room that gets created in the mind for the next thing. Mm, mm. You know, I don't think anybody's ever stagnant really, are they? Yeah. Um, tell me, do do your followers inspire you? Like, do what do you do to keep yourself inspired? Me personally? Yeah. Um, well, I think the question I just asked you is why is it your followers that also help you? Um, you know, I think a lot of my inspiration comes from people um, that really are emailing me on a daily basis. Um, uh, it's, it's incredible, um, really, the, the, the questions I get on a daily basis. And, you know, a lot of that comes from um, people's desire to get well, people's desire to be a better mum or dad, people's desire to understand nutrition better. I think it's hilarious that they ask me about nutrition. But... Um, <laughs> But, um, you know, on my, I think I've said this before, on my LinkedIn profile, the number one endorsement I get is around nutrition. So I am so passionate about food, but it's not my skill. And yet, I guess if I'm coming from a Jerfa point of view, then it totally is my skill. Um, so I get inspired by requests by my customers and my beautiful team inspire me. Of course, you two inspire me. And I, you know what, I, I actually reckon it's I actually said it to my hairdresser this morning I was sitting there and she said don't you love mornings like this and I said you know what when I wake I cannot wait to get up and out of bed and yesterday I said to my husband because he's home at the moment and I said oh, let's go down and see the sunrise and he's like yeah so we just walked 150 200 meters down to our beach we get down there we watch the sun come up and then I went oh my god let me do my newsletter while I'm down here so then he videos me for three minutes doing my newsletter and then I went oh let me do my wad while we're here and, and take a photo while I do it. I mean, that's how I um, <laughs> how I kind of roll with it. It's kind of very in the moment. It's not very well contrived. And as much as my team try to organise me and tell me, you know, certain themes should be occurring, I'm probably, I don't know, I get inspired in the moment rather than being kind of told what I should be doing. So I guess if people want to follow that, that's that's what they get but yeah it's very inspiring my family inspire me my children light me up like you wouldn't believe um I don't know it's it's a beautiful it's a it is it's a beautiful place in my life right now I feel very happy where I am right now well that's just beautiful how blessed are you yeah it is it's good I don't know if we've got our Cindy girl back but is are you there Cindy girl I did hear her giggling before I did too <laughs> um yeah. <laughs> anyway, so what yeah. I wanted to ask you again, my darling, while we're on this note of, of inspiration, is we've talked a little bit in the past about, you know, earthing, getting into the country, um, being by water. Like there is a lot of research around what that does for the mind and the body. Can you give us some insights, Kaz, around how being in nature gives you um, 
a, a much better vibrational maybe state or inspirational state or what it is that you know around that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so as much as we get a feeling that um, feels amazing when we're out in nature, there's actually a scientific explanation for why being near nature really um, lifts us up. So being around water, especially moving water and waterfalls, it emits the negative ions and the body is positively charged. So when the moving water, like waterfalls or ocean, um, crashes, it emits a negative ionic field which interacts with the positive ionic field of the human body, mm. which is what makes us feel amazing and elevated. But it also puts us into a state of, 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 of bliss, of natural bliss, of natural peace which is ultimately, I think, what every human is striving for. And the same is true of nature. Um, plants and trees and grasses and also animals, they vibrate at a vibrational frequency that is uninterrupted and unadulterated, whereas our vibrational frequency is often adulterated by, um, you know, uh, waves, uh, 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 Wi-Fi, a negative thinking, toxins in the air, all that sort of stuff. So a lot of, a lot of our vibrational frequency is 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 adulterated and interrupted. Whereas you go out into nature, especially bushwalking or on farms, Miss Cindy, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. when um, we go out and we interact with nature that way, then we are influenced by the frequency that is more potent than ours. So even if we stand next to somebody who's incredibly inspirational or incredibly well and healthy, their vibrational frequency influences ours. And it's a case of, interestingly enough, from a scientific point of view, understanding that everything is interrelated and connected. And even though we can't see it, it is still occurring. It's kind of a bit like electricity. Even though we can't see electricity, it is occurring out there. Mm. So when we interact with other vibrational frequencies that are unadulterated or uninterrupted, then it has a natural effect on our vibrational frequency, which enhances the consciousness of all that are in that vicinity. Mm. So when you, um, and it's a beautiful thing, actually, I really love this. There were some studies conducted on when people are growing plants or vegetables and they touch the leaves and they talk to the plants and they send loving healing energy and they send um, they send their their, their um, you know that intense love that you can feel they send that through to the plants as they're touching them when they do it then they show a plant that hasn't had that next to a plant that has had that the plant that has had that even though it may have had less water or less nutrient in the soil it's a far more healthy flourishing organism than what the plant is that hasn't had that and um, it's really beautiful. And, and I think, you know, if you want to experiment with it, go and buy two plants that are identical, mm. give them the same amount of water and, 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 and nutrients, but fall in love with one and leave the other one alone and you'll see the difference in the accelerated growth journey that that particular plant has is profound. Yeah, so beautiful. It really is evidence that, yeah, yeah, it's evidence that we're so connected. Yes. You know, it's, it's magic. Now, I think we're having a few problems with our Cindy. Yeah. So um, what I also wanted to ask you is how do we actually connect with that if we don't have access to the outside environment? Is there other ways that you can tell us? Yeah, absolutely. So if you've got pets, hang around your pets as much as you can because for the most part, although some of our pets are a little bit neurotic, um, I think for the most part most of our pets are a really amazing um, conduit for our own enhancement and inspiration. And stroking your pet has been known to soothe the brain waves and to soothe the heart rate dramatically. So hang around your pets as much as you possibly can. Also, too, if you can't get outside, if you can't go bushwalking, just go into your outside garden, take your shoes off and let your feet touch natural ground, so not concrete, but any kind of stone or grass, or, or dirt and then that also emits a negative ionic charge through the body and allows the body to discharge the electricity that courses through our veins on a day-to-day -day basis which gets accelerated with stress 
and emotional um I use the word drama, but I don't mean drama in terms of being a drama queen. I just mean the emotional drama that gets carried out on a day-to-day basis. Mm. It does cause um, an electrical field to operate inside of the body, which can be discharged as soon as you take your shoes off and touch the grass. Mm. Um, Definitely lathering yourself in beautiful oils Mm. and um, water. If you can be around water that has... um, and, and it's challenging, actually, you know, even the water that comes through our sinks and our taps, you know, it, it, it runs contrary to its natural structure. So water should usually be running downstream and water should be bashing into itself all the time. So if you think about a, a water stream with rocks in it and you think about how that water goes downstream and it bashes into itself and it bashes into rocks, that is altering the molecular structure of the water, which is more important than the chemical composition. So... So, if so we can taking, would taking a shower water? be good like that? You know, because sometimes we haven't got time, but I always feel great after a shower. Yeah, I think most people do. Most people, you know, always feel really invigorated after a shower. And, yeah, it's because the, the water, to get up the spirit, it's working really hard mm. and then it crashes onto your skin. So, yeah, it's, it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. Yeah, I think I think anything that a person can do to enhance their day-to-day experience. I have salt lamps around the house. Yeah. They're fantastic in terms of the ionic charge that gets put into the air. Yes. I have one in every room and I have a massive nugget in my lounge room. Fabulous. Oh, Fabulous. What a great idea. Yeah. Um, and and you, you want to hear what I... Oh, there you are. I am. Oh, I am. I, I've, I've been hearing you guys, but... Um, just for some reason, yes, I'm back, I'm back. Hey, one of the things that um, I've done um, on uh, a very small building that I'm renovating is that I have um, rendered it with clay and hemp. Ah. And that's not to get high, guys, nothing like that. <laughs> um, but the hemp, the hemp <laughs> is, and the clay, <laughs> the hemp and the clay is to... Um, ionize to take out pollutants to it's it's actually um, bringing the outside world into your home and so no painting no nothing like that it's just all hemp and clay and I did it in the bathrooms as well so it's quite uh, and this is all up in the farm so I've already got the outside coming in um, but I've also done that because I was I was speaking to Chris and Bob from Rockcote and Bob was telling me the importance of it and that way I don't have to have a salt lamp on all the time, my my ears being ionised. So I think we live in such a plastic world. We have, you know, painted surfaces, we have um, carpets that off-gas, we, we seem to be wearing synthetic stuff and, and I think it's just about time we think about um, perhaps looking at bringing nature back into our homes. And, Cindy, when we were talking just before, I don't know if you heard us, but Karen was talking oh, that about... sounds just delicious. Yeah, and Karen was talking about flowing water and and the importance of what that can do to our soul and our mind and our physiology and, and, and obviously our spirit. Um, you just had something, an experience just recently, um, getting in not only the country but the absolute Australian outback. <laughs> Did that inspire you at all, my darling, <laughs> to become Mrs. Bear Grylls officially? That's to be your next book, Cindy. Uh, you so have to write that book. <laughs> As Mrs. Bear Grylls. You know, I um, my girlfriend Ricky, who we've been friends forever, and uh, you know we have kids that are really close together. And so a year and a half ago now, she moved out past Longreach, five hours southwest of Longreach, and went to a place called Karongaloo, which is one point five million acre station. And she's been asking me to go out there for the year and a half. Please come out, please come out and see it. So finally I got a weekend where I was at. So first able to go to Brisbane, then on the plane to Longreach via Blackhall. Then from there she picked me up and we drove back through dirt track roads to Karangaroo. So, you know, you're in the middle of, of nowhere, but you arrive on the station and the front 
front gate to the house is, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> it was a fair way in. But you arrive at the settlement of a lot of homes um, and, and cattle yards and she had sheep and pigs and – no, she didn't have sheep, sorry. She had pigs and chickens and dogs and, and cattle and horses that were in – the house yard, which was 60 acres, by the way. The house yard was 60 acres. And it was, you're in the middle, the two of us were the only ones on the station. Everyone else had gone to the Windora um, rodeo. And we were the only two on 1.5 metre acres. I, I don't know if you can even imagine that that you're alone on that much land and with all the animals around us. And I'm sure there were some ghosts from the past because this is an old station. There were two, two Aboriginal settlements on the station uh, or Aboriginal, not even settlements they were. They were, you know, they're old traditional tribal lands. And um, I was very fortunate to be um, go up in a chopper and be shown these amazing places. There's paintings also where the, the tribes once were. There were old homesteads that we walked through that had, and I put it up on my Instagram because it had like time stands stood still. There was a petrol pump and an old car from probably the 1940s, it looked like, that was just stopped still in time. And whenever I go and do something like that, uh, and I did it with Namibia, is it's like this, you just turn back time you turn back your life, you slow things down. There's nothing that's important out there because there is no bloody internet. There is nothing to speak of at least. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it is an experience. And to meet then the people that lived on Kalongaroo, which were a melting pot of cultures and young people from all over Australia and to hear about their lives and where they'd come from and how they'd gotten there and, you know, we talk about synchronicity and it was it was really interesting because they all got back from the rodeo and there's a couple of girls and one of the girls came in to Ricky. Ricky and I were um, cruising in the lounge area and one of the girls came in and, and you could see there were tears in her eyes and she was really upset and so we all sat down and then another girl came in. It became a pyjama party and, and we all about what was happening in her life and how she could help it and... Um, I, I, you'd be happy to hear that since I've been there, that the whole diet's changing. Not all of them, but a couple of them said, right, we're changing our diets. We're going to feel better about ourselves and our lives and how can we make changes to feel the best? So it was it was a great experience and um, made my little 60 acres look very puny, very, very puny. Yeah, that staggers me in Australia, just <laughs> how big this country is and people having millions of hectares and land and it kind of reminds me of when we spoke up in the Northern Territory just um, speaking to authors that wrote um, things like Beyond the Bitumen and um, and Our Beautiful Country Women and, and Cindy I just I, I do see you as a McLeod's daughter <laughs> not only Bear Grylls but you're McLeod's daughter so um, have you always wanted to own 60 acres like how did that all eventuate what's inspired you to do that oh it's from the minute from as long as I can remember I wanted to marry a farmer and have 12 children that was always my ambition in life so um, and prolapse your uterus yeah prolapse the uterus <laughs> do the whole oh. lot but that was always my ambition and I don't I don't know where that came from I have no idea what that was all about um, but I did. I wanted lots of kids and I wanted to grow my own food and I wanted to live a, a hippie lifestyle. And I, I can't remember not wanting that. And I remember at 19, 20, going to America and doing two years in uh, um, Colorado in a land management Western wilderness program. And I remember just thinking, this, you know, this is what I want to do. I want to be out, out in the country. And here I do. I live in um, middle suburbia on the Sunshine Coast. I know it's not quite Sydney or Melbourne, but I live on, in middle suburbia on the Sunshine Coast and I don't have that that far. Yeah. So it's been a lifelong ambition, put it that way. And so whenever I go out west, um, I just love it. So we went and fixed um, 
windmills. Well, at least it looked like I was trying to fix a windmill. (laughs) (laughs) We looked at the new modern windmill, which is no longer the windmill. It's um, an electric pump that is fired by the the sun because there's so much sun out there. It doesn't rain. They've been in drought for three years. We went... um, we just, I just was in awe that there's that much land and that a family owns this. So there's the apparently the station's owned by a family that also owns two more. One has 4.5 million acres on it, and the other one has only 600,000 acres. So it's, uh, it, it look, it's just phenomenal. I can't even fathom. I, I even in the chopper, I never even got close to the near reaches of this place. Wow! It's, How amazing! It's blowing. And what? And did you get inspired while you were out there? I mean, like, what does it? What does it mean to be on the land like that? What does it? What does it do to you? I mean, you came back recharged and energized. And how? What does that do? Because if I saw the freaking snakes that you saw, I don't know if I would have come back alive. Let alone, it's to, it's, to me, it's Jurassic Park out there. So I'm not quite sure how you do it. But how does that inspire you, my love? <laughs> Jurassic Park. I, I love that. <laughs> um, and you look, it, and it is, it's very dry and it's very flat, but then there's these beautiful, um, I don't know, the, the, the river systems, you know, the Cooper River is close to there and there's, you can see an ancient history. It's very much like Namibia, actually. Mm. If I was really going to say anything, uh, the centre or where I was, I kept looking at it going, well, I could be in Namibia, except for the high mountains weren't there. Uh, look, I don't know what it does and why it recharges me because I have a feeling that for Karen, it may not do that to her because there's a lot of dust out there, Karen, and <laughs> a lot of dust. And my hair was constantly like feeling like straw and I, I had red all over me. It was so funny because we went into the rodeo because it was an hour and a half it was an hour and a half into the rodeo. So we went into the rodeo for a couple of hours and it was so much wind and so much red dust. At one point I couldn't see anything and I looked at all the cowboys and all the cowgirls and they all had red faces. They just felt me dirty. So, Karen, I'm just not sure how you would cope out there. I don't think it would re-energise you all that much. I think it, a nice shower might. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, I think all in good and balance. Horses for really? You know, you know I think one should be able to experience. <laughs> yeah. But but you know what? It's horses for courses. What, what energises you may not energise me and what energises Kim, you know, but it's about talking about it. It's about figuring out, well, what is it that energises me? Just because, you know, Kim Morrison says that, uh, a bath with oils in it um, and oils on your feet and all these things that you teach me, Kim, which I do. Thank but it you. may not be – yeah, and I do. <laughs> I do everything you tell me to do. And it may not be what energises somebody else. Mm. And it's the same with me going out to 1.5 million acres. It's red dirt and dry and there's not a blade of grass or there's very little um, and there's flies and I don't know. It's just um, I think people have to – figure out what is it that energizes me and I think they need to do it on a daily basis and whether that is putting your feet on the grass or putting your feet on the sand uh, that you know that's all what we've got to we've got to realize and um, I loved listening to yours Karen even though it sounded like I wasn't on there I was uh, hearing (laughs) partly what you were saying you know you had different ways of finding that you're with your fluffies you know hmm. animals mm. do have that effect on you though don't they gosh today i was sitting at the hairdressers okay i so nearly bought a kitten online oh, I, yeah. oh my god yeah. oh my gosh i went to the animal refuge and i saw these photos and then somehow i ended up in mexico looking at short-haired exotic cats and i nearly bought one and i was just oh. like oh my god i so want one um anyway but they just there's something happens to you in your vibration when you're around animals they're very calming i saw on the internet i think it was on facebook they have i don't know you probably do know this kaz but they actually have dogs that they take around into respite care or into palliative Mm. care and these dogs sit by the bed or on the bed and 
they have the hand and this dog was so adorable. He kept, you know, when they nose your hand, you know, when they're, yeah. and they're lifting your hand to go on their head. And this lady apparently was not well at all. And she had not reacted or responded very well to anything. And this puppy dog sat up on the bed and just kept nuzzling her hand. And eventually she lifted her hand and put it on his forehead and he slept next to her. And yeah. I just thought it's, it comes like you say, Cindy, it's in so many different ways. But I think what's important is that we each find what makes us tick. And, and like you say, it's not all the same. It's not all, but it does seem to have a common thread. And to me, it's, it's, it's things without judgment. It's things that are pure. It's things that are, are absolutely, and if nothing else, you know, right back to its natural source seems to be, you know, the, the thing that connects us all or connectivity with other human beings is a biggie too, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. That's a huge, huge contributor is our ability to connect with each other. And I think that that comes back to, you know, from an emotional point of view, it's wonderful because we need to feel like we're a part of something. But even from a scientific point of view, again, um, you know, the, the human was never meant to be on its own because it is part of this whole collective consciousness. So when we separate and segregate ourselves, sometimes we might need to do that, but ultimately we are at our best when we're able to be connected with others, which is why most people are always in constant pursuit of a relationship, you know? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Cindy, tell us about the farm that you've bought. I mean, seriously, oh, yeah. go on, give it to us. What do you want to do with it? Apart from have us come and stay and, <laughs> and write my next three books and, and hang out and have girls' night in and sit in that hemp room and put on a salt lamp and have the reaction between the hemp and the salt and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have big dreams for my, my 60 acres and they range from uh, being a, a sanctuary for my family to be homeschooled and just have a place for them to be to and that's not my um, immediate family I'm talking about my kids kids and as my husband always says to me yes but they're going to have husbands and wives Cindy and they may <laughs> not want to be near you <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I, I kind of laugh at that one he says I understand this is what you want to do but they may have other things in mind that you you know so I go okay well so that's one thing I could do but I guess another thing that I, I would I really wanted to do with it is I want to produce food, um, and and have animals on my land so that you know I, I love Joel Salatin's way of doing things where the pigs come through and they rut through the ground, then you let it bear and then you let the grass through and they eat the grass and then once they've pooed everywhere, you put the chickens through and they eat everything out of the poo and then the turkeys come in after that. And so I'd love to do that type of rotational um, type of, uh, you know, getting the ground right for the fruit trees and the nut trees and the vegetable garden and, and things like that. So is, is that that's definition number of one. Permaculture? Number two, I guess it is. I, you know, I just I just follow Joel Salatin and what he's doing and then there's Ben um, Falloon and then there's Darren Doherty and these are Australians that are doing his way as well as Sally Fallon. And I've been to Sally's place and, and watched this whole thing in process. She's got, I believe, 90 acres and I watched her do this whole thing in, in, in process. So I guess, you know, to, to create... A place to eat because I think if we're if we really really are uh, wanting to have great health we have to be also uh, sorry I think I lost you did I yeah yeah tell us you said if you're wanting good yeah, health there, yeah sorry just for a minute yeah if you're wanting good health you have to also be interested in the production of your food if you're not interested in the production of the food then you're not really looking at your health and I'm in a stage in my life and I am 55 this year where I've gone now this time I've wanted this all my life now's my time I still aren't going to marry a farmer though I just need everybody to know that mm -hmm. I'm still married to the chiropractor but <laughs> that ain't gonna happen but at least I can at least get that goal without marrying the farmer. You know, I think as little girls, we always think that we have to marry someone to be, get what we want. Mm. But in actual fact, I think we have to realise our own power. And, and you know, I'm realising that now in, in my mid-50s and realising I can do that. And I know that a lot of women are beginning to have chickens in their yard or, 
um, do that. So that's that was one of the things I wanted to do. And another thing that I would like to do is create a health retreat. And how quickly I do that, I'm not really sure. Um, but I have the ability to do that by right. I'm allowed eight homes on my my land um, as as a tourist resort. So I would really love to think that uh, eventually I would create a a health retreat. I'm very fortunate I have water on my land. So I have two spring-fed dams that are already there. Or actually there's one spring-fed dam and the other one's a spring-fed bog. I don't Mm -hmm. think they've built a dam there. It's just this bog of water. It's just amazing. So I'd like to, you know, get my water right first because that's what I've been told. Make sure all your water's clean and everything's right. There's been a bit of dumping on the land, so I have to clean up that dumping Apart from that, it's a pretty pristine land that I've heard that there's deer on it. I've heard there's rabbit. There is also mice. I found mice in the house, so mm-hmm. I need to um, get a cat. Get rid of those. Oh my god! Get, get the a cat. cat. Get the cat that I saw online. Yeah. No, I think I'll send my cat up there. I think he'd be quite happy catching mice up there. He's just going to learn. I'm just going to have to teach him how to um, live by himself, though, for the, until we find a caretaker or someone to go up there. Um, I'm sure there'll be there'll be lots out there. So, you know, I, I think when you, you've got your land, you can say, okay, what is it that I want to do? And um, and it's something that I've always wanted to do and I'm going to slowly but surely get through and do it. How amazing. How exciting. And you know what I'm so excited about <gasps> is you might clear a little patch for me to have a cow. <laughs> Yes, definitely. And little miniature pigs, remember? Yeah, oh, miniature pigs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, can we have? Can we have a little donkey? <laughs> a donkey. Or a little little miniature donkey, and maybe a little miniature horse, and a little miniature chicken. Oh, oh my God! It's going to be a miniature land. Oh my <laughs> goodness! Oh my goodness! I would just wet my pants. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I love it. Oh, how exciting. Cindy, so what Kimmy, do you... Uh, yeah, oh, I, I had a question for you. Yeah. What's, what's you know, we've been talking about mm. raising our vibration and, you know, becoming energised, and I and I know the way you do it, and um, we've talked about that before. But I think one of the ways of raising a vibration is having a dream. What's yours? What's your big dream? Mm. Um, well, as much as I'm inspired by yours to ha- to sort of be on the land, the fact that I wouldn't have a clue what to do um, or how I would look after land, that's funny. I, I think mine is more about being by water. Um, I love being by the beach and I love um, my dream one day. I mean, I think I've shared this on previous podcasts. Is, you know, Danny and I lost all our investments and all our money and um, in a property deal and the and the financial crash a couple of years ago. So, you know, for me, a big dream at the moment and the one I'm working towards is to own my own home again. And um, my business's coach has been making me put aside a certain amount of money every week that I'm not allowed to touch. And he thinks by next April I should have a deposit for my first little investment. It may not be my dream home yet, but that really um, made me realise that things are possible. So I feel very lit up by that dream. I'm also very excited about my business. Um, you know, it's really thriving and growing and, uh, you know, it's been 17 years of hard work for it to start being a success. But <laughs> I just feel that, you know, that that my education, I just I just announced the, um, the winner to win the first, the inaugural scholarship for my health and lifestyle education program. So we decided you know, most businesses or a lot of businesses like to contribute to some charity or to work with charities. And I've been looking and looking and looking. And and in the end, I decided, well, actually, my community is my charity and I want to help people. So we always donate to local events and things like that with beautiful products. Or last weekend, I spoke down in Byron Bay for the Mind Forum for their mothers. And most of the mothers that were on that retreat had children with autism. So mm. I gave them all beautiful blends to work with. And that was, and I spoke, you know, for free. And, and I just wanted to give that to the community and I feel like that's a dream of mine is to build the ways in which I can give back um, 
But what I really loved was ringing the lady today to tell her that she had won the scholarship um, for the next program and, and she went really quiet and, and then all I heard was this big sniffle and, and tears and she said she just doesn't know what's happened in the last 12 months but she's had a huge shift and she somehow won tickets to go to the Wellness Summit a few weeks ago and um, which meant she could take her husband. And then he got really lit up and could finally see for her what she's been on about all these last few years and something clicked for him. And then she wrote in the most beautiful application for the scholarship and and she was the one that was chosen for it and she just couldn't speak. So my Aww. dream my dream is to keep growing this business so that it becomes a legacy for my children and and maybe generations to come and and to have a home um, that one day I can call mine again would be a beautiful dream. I have big dreams that the the three of us will do a book together one day that keeps coming up in my dreams for some reason. I keep I keep hearing our our book um, mm. launch coming up. It's come up, you know, recently three, two or three weeks ago. I had this dream, and the three of us were on stage launching a book, and and it wasn't my book. It was definitely the three of us on stage, and it was called "Awaken the Change Within." And I just thought, my God, this is this keeps coming up for me. Whether or not that comes true, I don't know. But I am inspired by by all the challenges that I've had in my life, but also the beautiful friendships I've developed and the inspiration I get from people like the wellness guys and that whole tribe, the beautiful Pete Evans and and Bubba mm. Yum Yum and Helen Padron and I'm so blessed to have met Nora Gagardis and, and Dr. Libby saw me the other day and she texted me and said what a treat it was to see me and, and I even pinched myself and I went, how did I get here? How did I how did I get all these amazing people that I go goo goo around? They actually text oh, wow. me, you know, so it feels I'm feeling very good, like I said. So does that answer your question? I probably went off on a tangent. <laughs> Beautiful. I, I think so. I think definitely. Karen, what about you? You know, I I think what really inspires me is is definitely, Cindy, you hit the nail on the head, like having a dream um, and the sensation that dream gives me always inspires me. And when I sometimes lose my way in, um, you know, what I'm doing on a day-to-day basis, I always try and bring myself back to what, what do I want to create for myself? And I don't project too far out into the future because it's just not the way I'm wired. So I'll project like three months into the future and I'll think, okay, so what's my dream for myself? Like what is my ultimate dream for myself in the next three months? And I don't really hold myself back too much. I let myself go nuts with what that dream would look like and what I would look like and what I would be experiencing. And I really let myself dive into that feeling and that sensation of the dream. And that always inspires me. And it's that that I go to bed with at nighttime that I get that accelerated sensation of gratitude for, Mm. um, which is where my creativity comes from. And I always, you know, I always get inspired by the beautiful people who, cross my path and some of them are there for a reason season or a lifetime but I always see every encounter with another human being is not chance but I see it as as opportunity and as as potential and you know like I look at the relationship that I have with you guys and I I I couldn't feel more blessed or more encouraged that the world is a magical place because you guys Mm. are in it and I get to share that with you and I look at my mat and you know the challenges that come with that and also the the magic that comes with that I just I feel like I'm the luckiest person breathing and I just wish for everybody to have that same blessing and of course being in that place keeps a person very open to opportunities and keeps a very a person very open to everyone and everything that crosses their path so I really I see everything as as purposeful and that keeps me inspired because to be honest, sometimes when I turn the television on and I see what I see, not that I do that that often these days, but, you know, I see what's on the television and I see what goes on on social media and, you know, I see some of the pain and the suffering in people's lives. It's very easy to get despondent and it's very easy to go sometimes to think, for me to think to myself, shit, what's it all for? You know, it all just feels like this uphill battle and what's it all for? 
But then, you know, the next minute I'll interview somebody exceptional, you know, on Karen's couch or I'll talk to you guys or we'll interview somebody exceptional on this show and I'll think, ah, oh, sugar, that's what it's all for. You know, there's there's so much more magic out there than what there is anything else. So it's just a case of being vigilant, I think, because um, I am a sensitive soul and I do feel things. So it's just being vig- vigilant with um, what I'm prepared to feel and I prefer to feel inspired more than I would prefer to feel disheartened. Mm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Definitely. that's I think it's it's very much for me it's an internally generated thing, mm. being inspired. It's internally generated. And when I've looked for my inspiration outside, I've never found it. But when I keep myself focused on those things that I've just said and really look at the people in my life and just fall madly, deeply in love, then life is just this extraordinarily rich and flavoursome experience. And quite frankly, Miss Cindy, I think that you're a caramel and um, Miss Kimmy, I think you would be a, you'd be a strawberry shortcake. Oh, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> I love it. And you're I our peach it. cobbler. Actually, you know what? I'd, I'd, I'd love yeah, <laughs> peach cobbler. <laughs> you know what I was thinking um, while we're, we've been talking? I, I, I uh, Last week uh, I talked about something that was – I got my goat a little bit and it was about um, the whole thing around Andrew Wakefield who was oh, yeah, the yeah. autism MMR guy. So I decided um, to ask my doctor friend what he thought, and he was very venomous about Andrew Wakefield. So then I thought, well, okay, well, let me listen to this Brian Deere, which is the person who was against um, Andrew Wakefield. And I listened to Brian Deere's um, interview that he had with the the English or the UK sceptics, I think it was. And as I'm listening to him, I'm thinking, oh, you sound reasonable. You sound like... You know, you know what you're talking about. You sound quite flippant, actually, about that you never really wanted to get into this. It's just what you found and you investigated. And I started to think about how do we know whether we're right or we're wrong? How do we know that what we've read and what we're saying? Because I'm listening to two opposing stories right now and both sound feasible and both sound correct. And I'm asking, how do we know? Uh, and I'm asking both of you. People must question themselves at times and go, well, you know, like uh, let me explain this even more fully. So um, Mike Willisey and um, Pete Evans were on Channel 7 doing this whole paleo thing and in 10 weeks, you know, um, Mike Willisey ends up being very healthy. His um, inflammatory markers on his blood have decreased. He's lost five kilos of weight. He's thinking differently. He he wants to do things differently. And, and and then you go on social media and you hear all this nastiness about the whole thing. And and I'm thinking and and they're saying we should be eating all of these types of foods. And Pete Evans is taking it out of him and. I just, I've gone into in the last couple of days thinking, who's right? Who's wrong? Mm -hmm. How do we know? You know, is Andrew Wakefield right? Is Brian Deere right? Is Pete Evans and the whole paleo community right or wrong? Is it the DAA? You know, they think they're right. Mm -hmm. They, and, and so I, I like go, how do I, I go into? I don't know. I don't know how to explain how I'm feeling right now, and I don't know if anybody else has felt like this before. But there's this total. Well, it all sounds pretty feasible. So yeah, you could be right, and we could be wrong, or we could be right, and you could be wrong. Am I making sense here, you two? Yes. Yeah, totally. And I think Cindy, that's it's such a profound point because I think it doesn't matter what a person researches; they can find evidence for both sides. And I think that's what makes it so confusing is that how do we know on anything actually you know you you, even on divorce or bankruptcy or trading shares or eating meat or or which vegetables go with which vegetables it doesn't matter what it is I think it's I think I think it's confusing I I I actually would like your answer on that Mm. (laughs) 
Oh, how, but how do we know? Well, how do we know? Like, I don't know Andrew Wakefield and I don't know um, Brian Deer, but I've listened to both of them and they both sound feasible, but they're both opposing forces. Mm. Um, I hear mothers, you know, and Kim's just been to the MIND conference um, in Byron for mothers who have children with autism. Some mothers say it was definitely after the vaccine. Others say, well, I don't know. And, and we'll, we'll defend the vaccine. I, I'm just, and, and it's like the whole food thing at the moment. I know what makes me feel good. I know what makes me um, get up in the morning and feel energetic. And I know what gives me aches and pains and, and doesn't make me feel good. Then why are the young upstart dietitians out there just going, this is all, you know, this is wrong. And why is the dedicated DAA dietitians that have been going for as long as me got the opposing belief that I've got um, like I read yesterday and she looked like she'd been a dietitian for quite a while she was also the chairman of the um, breakfast cereal association manufacturers of whatever I don't know and was talking about the benefits of breakfast cereals and how important it is to eat breakfast cereals wow. and I'm like, oh, the world has the world gone mad that we are so conflicting in so many things that we are thinking and oh, I don't know. I, I am really um, I'm really questioning just about everything at the moment and just, you know, even questioning why do I do what I do, questioning, um, I don't know. And I'm sorry if I'm not making myself clear, but I am not clear at the moment. Mm. <laughs> I am, and I get into a little bit of a rut with this because I, I want to read everything on it, but by like, while I read everything on it, I then get even more frustrated and more confused and, and I then just start, pick, start to pick um, holes in everybody's um, argument. But then I try and see the big picture. Oh, okay, what are you trying to do? What's what's the big picture here? And yeah, I mean, it's a real it's a real dilemma. And I would just like to right now go up onto my farm and never see a human being again. Yeah, that's, I was just going to say. Yeah, you need that, to escape. That's that's how it feels. Is it is just so much animosity and so much conflicting evidence and conflicting information out there. And I feel for people who are looking and seeking. And I feel for me, I found what works for me. But is that right for the for humanity? And is that right for my community? Um, who's to say? Mm-hmm. You know? I admire the fact you even ask the question. Mm, it's, it's... I admire the fact that you even question it. I mean, the, the thing when it gets awful and horribly confusing for people is when we actually are fighting each other oh, yeah. on it, rather than saying, well, you know, I, I actually love the way Mike Willisee conducted that that whole thing. I love the way he went. Is paleo for me? I don't know, but I feel better. I've lost, I think he said, six or seven kilos. My markers have yeah. all changed. I'm walking better. Um, that's just the stuff. And what I loved was his line when he said, that's just the first chapter. And I think, you know, I, I said in my newsletter this week that to me it was a classic case of biohacking. Pete Evans wasn't saying don't eat dairy or don't eat sugar. He was just saying take it out for 10 weeks and see for yourself what it feels like just because he's a real vigilante on it and what works for him he's just posing the question try it and see what happens see how you feel so I think that would be the place I'd love us all to come from Mm. yeah and do you know what it was very it's almost like politics that it feels like the opposition can never say, hey, that was really cool. Mm, what you yeah. did was amazing. Let's see what happens in the next chapter. Why can't politicians say that when some politician does a great job? And why can't the DAA and the dietitians say what Pete Evans did was pretty amazing? But more importantly, Pete was the guiding light. Mm. What it was was that Mike Willisey actually had to make the effort go through the withdrawal symptoms of his coke addiction. And, and, you know, and then on the other side, there's the DAA saying, well, he would have got better on a real food diet anyway. Well, well, why didn't you get in there and step in there and do it? I don't know. I just found the whole thing. I, I, and I watched the end of Mike Willisey and went, I just punched the air and I went, that is food as medicine. Mm. 
that is the most amazing thing to see on on television that is usually very negative about these things. And um, I, I have to admire Pete. I really do. I take my hat up to off to him. And I've noticed that he's retaliating just a little bit, but with with information, not scathing remarks. He's just going, "Hey guys, this is just this is the evidence here. Don't take my word for it. Read it yourself. Have a look at it." And um, and yeah, I, and I know where he finds his little vibration. We've been there, you know. Mm-hmm. He finds his vibration away from the public. He finds it with his beautiful girlfriend, Nick, and his two beautiful daughters on a very private acreage um, somewhere in northern New South Wales. That's where he finds his solace. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody needs to find that. No, and, and I know for me, the minute I go up to Mullaney and sit on that, land and walk through my waterways and my my uh, you know just walk on it there is that place of absolute perfection and calm mm. you know i don't know where this this crazy social media world is is going because it's just um there has to be some reigning in it has to be a running in of some sort because you know just recently we've seen that um uh, cheating site what was it called did you see that on the the cheating site where um people have put their name down because oh, they, they, yeah, they, they yeah. won't cheat on them what on their marriage and there's the case now where it's been hacked and been released and there are people committing suicide because they've been found out that they've been cheating on their family and oh. their spouses. Oh, you know, and I just go, this is just meanness. This is just, just, um, yeah, questioning what is happening out there. And, and maybe, you know, is social media going to implode on itself in, in what's happening? I don't know. I have no idea. Well, for our listeners, it's, for our listeners listening, just in case you don't know, you can go onto Google and suit and and Google Mike Willisie, Pete Evans, and it's the Sunday show. You can actually watch both shows. I think on on one of those links there. So have a look and see for yourself, and maybe comment after our show what you think of it. What were you going to say? Sorry, Karen. No, no, no. I was actually just agreeing with Cindy. Mm. I think that's the thing that I was talking about before. It's too easy to turn on the television and see literally humanity imploding on itself. Mm. And you go through social media and you see it and it's heartbreaking. Mm. And it's almost, you wonder where it will ever end, if it will ever end or will it just continue to escalate and just get worse? And will we just, what will we do? I mean, how does this unfold for our children, our children's children? You know, how does it how does it change? Like how does it get any better? Or are we comparing what is to what was? Um, and we have no foresight to what could be possible. I don't know. Hmm. I, don't I know. guess there's also a positive to social media because people who couldn't have had a voice now have a voice and um there was a beautiful cartoonist uh an australian cartoonist very famous cartoonist that said that he is the voice of the the underdog he's the voice of the person who doesn't have a voice and i think that that's what social media ends up doing is that it does give people who haven't had a voice a chance to say what they want to say. But we've got to take the good and bad with that, I guess. We've just got to see that there are people out there that have just got a horrible voice. Well, I'm being judgmental, aren't I, here? Mm-hmm. Um, but, I but, think, but I think it comes back to that point, darlings, where we talked about you said you were out on the land. There was no Wi-Fi. There was nothing out there. Maybe mm. being in that little cocoon and up in Mullaney in your beautiful hemp studio is actually uh, maybe that's why people are retreating. Listen, you know, I think that's where we're want. Maybe we need to just pull away from it. When you don't know what's going on, you don't like. I'm oblivious to all of this that you're talking about. I haven't seen any of it, so I'm I'm actually quite glad. 
I don't know mm. whether I miss it or whether I don't go looking for it or I'm not getting attacked the way you do though, Cindy, and I certainly don't see it. But I just, the only thing I ever do on social media is post nice things or comments that I, I sometimes I'll have an opinion, but not, my whole rule around that is not nastiness. I, I don't like it. I don't know. Mm. Let's go back yeah. up to your farm. <laughs> yeah, let's all just go and live at the farm. Yeah, let's go. Let's go live on the 1.5 million acres. There is nothing out there. There is no Wi-Fi. There is nothing. <laughs> well, I've loved I this. Think, you know, and and one of the things that I just want to say, and it's about Recky, that that girl has, I believe, changed and inspired a group of young people to be better, to do better. And I look at what she's done, and I'm absolutely blown away by how she has um, created, um, you know, pigs and eggs and um, dogs, and and they're all well-loved by her um, and those kids. Mm -hmm. So I want to take off my hat to Ricky, who's gone out to this very, very lonely place and created um, beautiful change. And I know that these young people will be talking about Ricky for the rest of their lives. Yeah, no doubt. God, how Mm. beautiful. Mm, I know it. We love you, Ricky. (laughs) We love you, Ricky. (laughs) We all love you. (laughs) How beautiful. Mm. Thank you, sweetheart. Gorgeous. Well, this has been a wonderful, wonderful show, hasn't it? On the run too. Totally on the run. I'm loving it. I think we have to apologise for some of the sound issues that we had, everybody, but it was either this or you were going to miss a podcast this week. So hopefully everybody's hung in there with us. And thank you, Kaz, for pulling over on the side of the road and amongst everything (laughs) and making it happen. Oh, no, it's been awesome. So thank you, everybody. Make sure that you go to our Facebook page and post your comments and your questions at allthews.facebook.com dot com forward slash after a chat and you can also post all of your comments and your questions at all the w's dot the wellness couch dot com forward slash after a chat oh my god i got it right this week just saying hashtag i've been excited so go to our facebook page make all of your comments ask us your questions let us know if there's anything that you guys want us to talk about we love to hear from you so please go ahead and do that Join us here next time, same time, same station, on Up For A Chat and become part of the ripple effect that's changing the world. We're going to see you on the ride. Bye for now, everybody. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.